Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Solid Steps Radio. I've got my radio voice on today. You do, because you're, you're a little... Uh, a little head cold. A little head cold. Could have been it, that. I, you know what? I think it's allergies. Well, I stated uh, we had a great weekend this past weekend, man. I had a fun packed weekend. For those of you listening, my name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter. He is uh, with Further Still Ministries, and this is Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. And I had a, I had a man weekend. You we did, had, man. Yeah, it was packed. I had two retreats back to back, right? I had a father-son retreat that we went on Friday you night. You need a vacation. Saturday. Yeah, from the retreats. <laughs> Uh, our, we've had a guest on the show, uh, Kent Evans of Manhood uh, Journey. We ha- he had a father-son retreat. I highly encourage guys, to, if you have a son, to grab them and take them uh, next year. But we had a really cool thing. Friday night, we were late getting there. We were stuck in a, tr- uh, a, a wreck on, in traffic. And my boy was like, Dad, I got to pee. I go, buddy, there's a bush right here. We can get out. No, I'm not going to do that. And he wouldn't do it. And finally, I found a cup. There's something about being uh, sloppy. There's one good advantage. I found a cup on the bottom of my... F- car and i said here pee in this he goes oh, no, pee in and then later on he goes dad i gotta pee i go buddy just pee in the cup so my son peed in a cup <laughs> in a car and i go all these boys are going to be so excited about their weekend i go none of them peed in a cup <laughs> it was really fun for him <laughs> so we had a very man packed and we slept outside in the tent but then we also went and you didn't ask me to do this went on the soul retreat this weekend and all men listening right now in february 2019 right not 18 19 yeah they need to put on their calendar to think about going to the soul retreat. Uh, what's the official title of it? The soul transformation. Soul, soul transformation yeah, retreat. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've been to two, and I can tell you, it's worth the money just for those two. If I didn't go to any more, and we've got six more, it's eight retreats over two years. You didn't ask me to plug it, but I will. It is a fantastic retreat. Oh, that's encouraging. Great. So that being said, glad, glad that your life is being transformed. Well, <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable, but you know, my counselor's in the room, so uh, you know, there Tony's here. You go. So that's always good to have that at arm's length. <laughs> well, we got a couple guests in the room, and we're going to talk about a, a topic today. That uh, if I threw out a stat and I said, "How many people do you know who are divorced?" A lot of people, you would start names would start coming to your mind, right? Uh, that has become a uh, just a, a really hard topic to obviously go through, but also to talk and live with, with people that you love. And we're going to talk today about uh, about what it looks like to recover from divorce. Yeah. And, and not just recover, but then what can we learn about prevention? And so uh, our two guests, Tony Gore, it's great to have you back. It's good to be here. Tony, you have, you have counseled, uh, oh my goodness, probably hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of folks over the years. And uh, I know you have dealt with this topic of divorce and helping people walk through that over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of folks who, uh, uh, you know, uh, both uh, on both sides of it, the folks who have come and thought, man, this is where this is headed. And to be able to see people turn the corner and uh, and push through some of those difficulties. And, and in fact, I saw an interesting um, quote, I think it was from uh, Tim Keller, and he said, you know, two-thirds of couples who will push through that feeling that this might end in divorce, uh, five years later will have happy marriages. And uh, I love seeing that because I think that's so key and so true. And then on the other side, some folks who uh, find themselves in some circumstances where things aren't going to be reconciled. And so, uh, you know, that's that's part of... uh, I, that's just real life, and that's so much of what my ministry is about, is trying to meet people right where they are 
and uh, hopefully experience the love of Christ regardless of their circumstances. You know, Tony, you uh, we, we always pray together before we start every show, and, and uh, you prayed, or you mentioned, I think it was in your prayer, uh, what Paul says, I think it was to Timothy, when he said, when we are faithless or when we are struggling, he is always faithful. That's absolutely right. And uh, so no matter what we're going through, God loves us with an everlasting love. Yeah. We can't escape from that. And uh, the enemy constantly is trying to whisper into our ear that, you know, you, you blew it you f- and you can't recover. Yeah. And uh, that's not true. That's absolutely right. And, and I, think, uh, I think that's one of the things where uh, folks, uh, when they come through church experience, so many diverse church experiences, and there are countless churches out there who are really carrying well the, the, the love and the grace of God. But then there are uh, a lot of folks, and, and even some of my uh, church history, my church background, there were some places that weren't so graceful. And so I'm looking forward to us being able to talk a little bit about that, too, how we find the, the grace of God despite our circumstances. Hopefully, restoration even of our marriages, but even if there's not that, how do we recover and rebuild and find God's grace uh, after divorce as well? And move forward and not walk wounded the rest of our life. Right, right. So we're going to learn from uh, Damien. Damien, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. Damien, and you you found yourself in the middle of all of that, uh, going through a divorce. And we want to, uh, so let's hear from your story. You got married in 2000 and... 2004. 2004. Yeah. And, and then kind of fast forward. What, what happened? Yeah. Um, you know, you fell in love with, uh, you know, the person that uh, you, you believe that God put in your life. And, um, you know, you, you, you prayed through that, you, you know, you go through the, the wonderful courtship and, and finally, um, you know, take those vows and, and you believe it's forever. And, um, you know, I thought it was forever. Um, you know, I don't think it was a fantastic, great marriage, you know, compared to what I think perceived to be great marriages, but it was good. It was good. Didn't think much about it. Um, you know, had a lot of fun doing things and, um, had a lot of things in common, but I think, you know, for us, the big sticking point was the communication. Um, that was probably the biggest issues. Um, you know, the different personalities and how you perceive things and how you perceive the other person. And I would say that was kind of like the magnet as well as, you know, the oil-water mix in, in, in our relationship. So in, in one sense, that kind of, that's what attracted you to her, right? Right. But once you get in the middle of it, then it becomes kind of the oil and water thing. Yes, yes. So give us a specific, maybe, example of the communication and how it went south. Yeah. Um, what I can say is, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very sanguine personality type person. Um, I'll meet everyone in the room, but have no idea what your name is or, you know, where you live. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> she would find out, like, you know, the person's birthday, you know, when the last time they went back home for Christmas. But it would probably be just about one or two people in the room. Um, I think, you know, those different personalities, for me, people, you know, excited me. Uh, for her, it drained her. So, and, you know, just simple things as meeting up with friends in a group, for me, that's very, very exciting. For her, you know, it was kind of like, hey, I don't want to do that tonight. And for me, it was like, well, what's the problem here? 
And um, I think sometimes the miscommunication, because you think, okay, is it me? You know, you start getting into all these um, possibilities of why she's acting this way or saying these things or not doing things that you want mm. to get done. So a lot of times the selfishness comes in and you start thinking, oh, poor me, look what I'm going through. Or, um, you know, this is not fear. Or, you know, that's a little respect for me because folks are counting on me to be there. And then you try talking about it. And um, and a lot of times it, it you know it you know you say one thing and the other person says something and pretty soon you've got a good old fashioned argument going on, and um, and I think you know for guys and especially for me we don't think much about that it's words, you know we just throw it out there and we walk away, um, probably you know, unscathed. For her, it remained for a long period of time. And, um, mm. and I think, you know, that's one brick that's coming up on this huge wall that later, later on will cause a lot of the, uh, the, the communication to break down. Um, and I think it's a little things, you know, you're at the grocery store, you know, hey, let's get this. No. And pretty soon you find yourself arguing over, you know, things like breakfast food um, or where to go to dinner. Um, I think, you know, just communication skills um, was lacking. Um, in, in both you know, of you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I'll own it, you know, I'll, I'll own that. Um, and, um, you know, you, you try to fix things as a guy. You know, we want to get there and think, hey, we can solve this. You don't need to call your friends to tell them about our argument, right? <laughs> we can fix this today. But, um, but pretty soon what, what happens is that we try to do God's work with our, our hands and feet, which are sinful where we're sinful men trying to bring about purity in something that only God can bring healing in. And so I, I, what I hear you saying is you, you kind of would try to take the bull by the horns. You tried to fix this. You tried to, to, to jump in the middle of this. And how do we reconcile? How do we work through this communication? And really all that backfired. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, you know, what I do know now that I, I wish I had known then is um, God has to be the healer in, in the marriage itself. Not mm -hmm. when things are messed up or broken or falling apart. He has to be there from day one in control of your, your tongue, your, your actions, your attitudes, decision making all the way through. So uh, so it, it starts, I mean, you're in love, but you got these pretty distinct differences and you are kind of majoring on the differences and as you continue to go forward the, the bricks are being laid yeah and the walls are being put up correct yeah. and then over time I, I, you were married how long yeah we were married in 2004 and um, she filed for divorce in uh, May 2011 so so that's about um, around seven years when mm -hmm. she filed and, and things were over finally in, in eight, eight years or so. Okay. And we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and hear a little bit more about um, the process and, and hear more about maybe the, the on one side of divorce in regards to preventing it and before it happens. But then on the, the last two segments of our show today, we're going to talk about how do you recover from it. And, uh, and so we're going to have... Uh, some input from Damien and his story and also from Tony and uh, we're going to talk about that we'll be back shortly thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio welcome back to Solid Steps Radio our second segment 
Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, uh, Further Stone Ministries. We're here with Tony and Damien, and we're talking about divorce, uh, prevention of, and recovery from. And uh, Damien shared in the last segment how little things can really uh, lead to big things. And don't let your carpet and flooring be a little thing that leads to a big thing. If you're going to fight with your spouse about flooring, I'm sorry, guys, I have to do this. So, thank you. so you need to go to Carol Rogers Carpet One. They have got all kinds of great flooring needs, great uh, deals, and great service. So go to them. And then Ellen and Credit Union, you don't ever need to fight about money. If you go to Ellen and take, they'll take care of you. Vision first. You want to see your wife in a lo- lovely light, you need to be able to look at her physically well. Go to Vision First. They'll take you over your site. And then uh, Bright Star Home Care. Uh, that is a, a great sponsor. We're going to have them on the show eventually. Talk about what they do. If you have someone in your life who you love, who you don't, they don't, they want, they don't want to leave the house. They want to stay in their home, and, and that's where they want to live. Bright Star does that. And uh, we want to thank them for partnering up with us and uh, sponsoring our show. So, Damon, you talked about, okay, you're, you're divorced after seven years. And you know that the Bible says God hates divorce. And I really want to hear from you and Tony, what, what is, what's the rationale behind it? Because I, for years, I, I took that verse as a, a verse of shame and guilt and condemnation. And, and I, really, it's coming from the love of God that's saying that. Yeah. But describe that, guys. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that, that grieves me, uh, both my parents were divorced um, early on, and that was kind of their pre-Christian life for, for both of them. I, my mom was a believer, but my uh, my dad was not, and uh, so a lot of pain uh, there, but watching them kind of experience some of that stigma in the church was really grieving to me. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when we get back to the heart of that, uh, I, I love... Um, you know, just that idea of, you know, really, what, what is marriage about is the question, right? Mm. Why, why does God hate divorce? It's because marriage is the very best object lesson I think he has down here for us mm. of the love of God and, and his church. And so when that's right, that's a good thing. And so one of the things I think that he hates for us is when we lose the opportunity to kind of give people that object lesson. And that's that's a, a pretty strong indictment on the church too. That that uh, you know I think that's one of the blemishes that we have to just understand and embrace in the church is we we haven't done a great job of this of of really painting people that picture in our marriages. And so I've heard a number of people say that uh, I think Kurt, you and I were talking about this. Just the idea that um, you know divorce is like a death. I've heard some people say in some ways it's a little bit worse because the pain doesn't go away. Uh, you know, it's still there, and especially when you have kids involved, you mm. continue to, to kind of see these episodes sometimes when parents can't uh, co-parent effectively, which is important, uh, part of the divorce recovery process when you have kids. But, um, you know, I, I think God is just grieved because he goes, man, I hate this for you. Mm. I hate divorce because I hate this for you. I hate for you to go through this pain. I hate for your children to go through this pain. Mm. I hate for the world to see you know, something that was an opportunity to paint a picture of me be tarnished or, or, or broken. I think that's why God hates divorce. And, and Damon, you, I mean, as you went through divorce, the pain is, is brutal. I, I mean, Nancy and I have talked, both being widowed, we've talked about how, how horrible it is to lose a spouse, but to be rejected by a spouse I, I um, when when Rory died and when Kristen died 
we were still loved. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the case of divorce, it's rejection. Yeah, yeah it's, it's brutally hard to, to face, to own up to it and to, to see it coming right at you and knowing that you can't stop this train. I think the, um, the, the pain, it, it's really un- indescribable. Um, and, um, you know, there's a saying among divorced people, I, I wouldn't even wish this on, upon my worst enemy. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, there's, a, there's a level of rejection you feel. I think, you know, f- for me, it was the, the feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I failed um, God. I felt a failure to my ex, uh, to uh, my ministry, to the students in my ministry. Um, you know, I was supposed to be a model of this incredible relationship that, that reflects God's relationship with his church. And um, I felt like I, I let people down. So for me... And, and even yeah. probably failure, did you feel failure of just just me? I, I failed myself. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, there, there has to be a, le- a level of ownership in, in, in moving on from divorce. You, you have to come to that point where you realize, okay, I own up to my mistakes and that. And that's hard. That's hard for guys. Um, it's easy for us to to have the tough talk with our buddies and say, yeah, 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 it's all her fault, and you know she did this and she did that. But if you really want to heal, and you're honest about you know yourself before a, a holy, perfect God, then then you will start looking in a little bit more for God to start dealing with your own heart. And yeah, if I can yeah, interject sure. real quick, I, yeah. you know, I uh, I just had a call the other night from somebody that was wanting to uh, reconnect in counseling, and I had seen he and his his wife uh, in in marriage counseling, and then he kind of checked out, and then when I heard back from her, she was like, you know what, I I've tried and and it's not working, and I'm done, and I got this call from him, and he said, you know, um, time for me to come to counseling. And, uh, and, and I, I looked at him and I said, you know, I'm so glad to hear from you. I said, I, I, it's kind of the same sort of notion here. I said, I hate this for you. I hate that it took a second failed marriage, you know, for you to, to figure this out. And he said, he said one word, pride. Mm. He said it was my pride that kept me from, from coming in there with her. And he said, I, I had old issues with my past marriage and I just didn't deal with them. And and it was my pride, and he said, I've got to fix this. And I was like, okay, let's get going, you know? <laughs> and but, so, so his, I mean, his unwillingness to deal with it, then he brings all of that in, into the second marriage. Yes. And, Damon, that, that's what you were basically talking about. You've got to address your, you, you can't blame your wife. You yeah. have to look in the mirror and right. go, yeah, I, I think for, for a lot of guys who get dragged into counseling, no offense, Tony, <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of times it's, it's really the wives who are initiating these counseling sessions. Um, they're a little bit more intuitive of what's going on emotionally. Hmm. For guys, you know, it's like, hey, if, if it's not totally broken, you know, we got some duct tape, we can take care of it for a while. <laughs> um, but we, we just kind of like deal with, oh, it, it'll be okay. You know, just hopeful. Uh, for wives, I think they're really thinking through the emotional process of what's going on, what's taking place. They're seeing the bricks going up. We don't see a wall yet. 
so the project is not done for them um for the for the ladies i believe two bricks is a wall they because they need that community with their husband they need that relation that intimacy for us we can deal with it. We manage. We, we'll, we'll kind of like um, survive, so to speak. So going into a counseling mm. session, I think most guys are, okay, she just wants to fix me. You know, she wants to right. fix me. So everything that Tony says, it's going to be indictment against me. So um, I'm, I'm going to like, you know, just kind of pretend like, you know, I'm being part of this solution. So I don't look like the jerk. But um, but a lot of times, heart attitudes are we're checked out. We're not really there emotionally. We're not there spiritually. We're just there to save face. Because how mm. is this going to look on my record to the guys? I've been to counseling session. That means you got a problem with yourself and with your spouse. And I think for guys that hits at pride. Mm. Well, uh, Damon, you mentioned in the break. Uh, if I would have known then what I know now, what is that? Yeah. <clears throat> so we went through a couple of counseling sessions throughout the marriage. Again, communication issues. Um, the last time, right before the divorce, um, one, the, the counselor suggested a book, uh, Love and Respect. And I'm not plugging this book. I'm not, I'm not getting any royalties from this book, but I tell you what. That book, even though it did not save my marriage, um, it really helped me to deal with the healing of going through divorce. And I wish I had known some of that principle back in marriage because I, mm. I was literally living that same you know, concept of, of not showing her the love that she needed. And, and therefore, she was kind of like not giving me the respect that I, I desired. And it was kind of like in the book, it's all about this, you know, this wheel. You're, you're spinning, you know, in and out of this not giving love to, to your wife, and she's not giving you respect, and, and it goes back and forth. I wish I had, had known that from a wiser, you know, um, more mature Christian to come alongside me and say, hey, dude, you need to grow up a little bit. Or, hey, <laughs> let's work on this together. Because sometimes it's not about their fault or it's not about you're so broken that it can't be fixed. Sometimes it's just simple solutions, baby steps of things um, to, to, to break down those walls, to, to take down one brick at a time. Yeah, instead of adding yeah. one brick Correct. at a time, yes. you're, you're slowly taking one right. brick down. Yeah. I wish I would not have responded in, you know, in in a way that I thought was loving, but for 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 my ex, it, it was unloving. She perceived that yes, and yes. took that as correct. This is not love, right? This is hostility. Yes, yes. Wow. I'll tell you, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in our third segment. We talk a little bit more about uh, maybe what he knew then and, and some uh, things that we could have could he could have done a little bit different, but. We're also going to turn the corner here a little bit and say, okay, how do you recover from this? And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the healing process. So we thank you for listening, and we will be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio.